0: Episode 80 of Section 138. I'm your host, Mark Colley. As always, I'm joined by Bryson and Jacob. How are you, Bryson? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, Jacob?
1: You know what? I'm doing great, too. It was a crazy night, but at the end of the day, Leafs are still alive, and it's a great day to be a sports fan.
0: Yeah, I'm jealous of you guys. Last night, I spent it watching the Blue Jay game. You guys, as multi-sport fans, spent it watching the Leafs come back from what was it, was it three to zero three to one
1: it was three to zero like yeah, was four 3-0. minutes left wow. i think it was crazy that's insane because
0: the exact same thing happened like the night before as well just the other side right oh
2: yeah yeah they returned the favor so um <laughs> couldn't believe how it was four minutes you know uh definitely worse than what the leafs did but anyways uh quick four minutes uh was pretty much crazy and out of all the teams to do it kind of weird how it was the Leafs, usually, because usually the Leafs are the ones who blow the lead, so (laughs) definitely really weird, but uh, exciting, because, you know, they're still here in the playoffs, so anyways, yeah.
0: Yeah, I was stuck watching the Blue Jays lose 5-3 to the Red Sox and make a (laughs) whole bunch of mistakes on the base pass, but that's what we're here to talk about, because the Blue Jays lost 5-3. They haven't, Scored a lot of runs at all. Um, They are last in Major League Baseball in runs per game. They're in the bottom five in batting average on base percentage, OPS. Um, their offensive stats are horrible. And as we recap the last week in Blue Jays baseball, that's kind of what we want to start things off with. Because, as I said, they haven't been scoring any runs. And that's the main reason why they've been losing and why they're 4-7 right now instead of a better record. If they had won last night, they would have been 5-6. and six. So the offense has really been the key weakness of this team. So um, I guess starting things off, how much of a problem is it? Do you see the Blue Jays turning it around quickly? Um, do you see it as kind of the key problem of this team or just kind of a passing thing that they're going to take a couple days to figure out and then they'll be fine?
2: Well, definitely, this is something that has to end as quick as possible because, you know, personally, I don't know if you guys agree. So, right now, they're four and seven. And with the way the offense is played in these, what, eight, nine, 11 games, um, it could be a lot worse. It really could be a lot worse based off of what's been going on because. It's not like the offense is the only thing uh, that's struggling. We we've we've won over the bullpen. The bullpen kind of had a really shaky two starts or two you know uh, start to the first two weeks of the season, and then I guess you know that we we know what we're getting out of the bullpen. The starting rotation has been pretty much fantastic, barring a few starts, including last night from Tanner Roark, who um, who didn't pitch while around four earned over just over three innings, or I think it was three innings on the dot. But the starting pitching has clearly been the strong suit of this team. And, you know, with the offense, you know, with the, with, the, with the way the bullpen is, you have to score runs. And we, we've we already been over this as well. So you, you hope that this can sort of end quick. You know, I don't know when it's going to end, but it's we're, we're through 11 games and it's been nothing but inconsistent. Um, Charlie, Charlie Montoya is going out of his way now. He's pretty much addressed in the batting order. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez is dropped in the order. You know, Kevin Biggio, bat, you know, he hit leadoff yesterday. Instead of Beau Bichette, so you know at least he's trying to change a few things up, and it actually worked. As Bgio hit a you know a leadoff home run, so yesterday wasn't as bad as before. With in terms of them scoring runs, obviously three runs isn't enough all of the time, and we saw that yesterday, especially uh, them losing by two and with a you know a a poor start from Tanner Roark that didn't help as much. But going throughout the you know the past two weeks alone, we've been getting good starts pretty much out of every single pitcher and the offense hasn't shown up you know going back a few days ago when Hinjin ryu uh started i think the jays got the win that day but he was uh, you know he was absolutely fantastic he was lights out you know the ryu that we're used to seeing um he he was he was uh he went around i think it was six five innings and he struck out around eight and even yesterday uh or two days ago sorry nate pearson uh pitched a pretty good start on the mound as well he went five innings and he allowed uh, just uh, three earned runs. So, you know, these are starts that are quality starts, if you want to say it. Obviously, you'd like them to go a little bit deeper into the season. But right now, I, th- I think we're still in that phase of them being stretched out. We don't want to overwork them too much. You know, a lot of starters on the Jays so far this season haven't worked that deep. We've, we've seen it a few times over the course of these first 11 games. But the starting pitching is uh, is impressed a lot. And Chase Anderson's going to be making his debut, I believe, tonight on Saturday, August the 8th. He's coming off the injured list. So it's, you know, a lot of pitching depth and the bullpens looked uh, decent in terms of the pitchers who have been moved there that are usually starters like um, Anthony Kay or Ryan Barucky. So, you know, the offense has been holding this team back. It's no question. But, you know, this, it has to end because it could be a lot worse than four and seven right now. I think it, and, you know, and personally, I think they're lucky to be four and seven based off what they're playing. And especially look at the teams they've been playing. They've been playing Atlanta. They're playing Boston now. Um, they were supposed to play Philly, but that was uh, canceled because of, the outbreak that they had, the the small outbreak that they had. They've been playing Tampa, and you know the other teams they've played. Uh, Washington. They're in a competitive division in both sides of the AL East and the NL East, and they're lucky to be four and seven the way the offense has been playing. And this can, cons- they need to be consistent. You know, a lot of the starters have gotten off to slow starts. We've been we've been over Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and not just offensively, but last night he, when um, was making some base running errors, some fielding errors, and it even got Charlie Montoyo to somewhat call him out saying. You know we're in the major leagues, and these plays can't happen every day. So, whatever it is in terms of a slow start to the season, uh, we're about almost a month in now. We're you know two weeks in or three weeks, and they're three games below 500. And my, in my opinion, they're lucky to be that way based off of what they're playing. And they're so much they're capable of so much more. We've seen flashes we have from the offense, and you guys have seen it too. And when the when the offense is on, this team can compete with anybody. And I think we've seen that around baseball in terms of the teams they've played. So. Once the offense gets going, or if it gets going, um, you know you first the first step would obviously get back to five hundred. But this team can be a lot better than what it is. But unfortunately, based off of the offense's start, uh, I think I think they're lucky to be four and seven. But they have so much more potential, and I am confident that they they can eventually get over this. I know Charlie Montoya is doing everything he can, so we'll see what happens uh, in the near future.
1: Yeah. See, at least the good thing here is that we aren't complaining about multiple aspects of the team. I mean, yeah, we've had some bad starts, but. even if a pitching staff is doing really well, you're bound to have a few bad starts and the pitching staff has not been bad. I mean, when you look at it, the Blue Jays have pretty much been in close to every single game that they've played this season, win or loss, except for the exception of that 10-1 to loss to the Braves. They've honestly, they've been competing and yes, they're making errors throughout the games and that's definitely hindering them from going from competing to actually winning, but at least you can look at this and say okay the bullpen was a bit shaky at the start but it's kind of settled down now that you, obviously the Ken Giles injury sucks and it's it's going to hinder them but i think they're settling in in those aspects we've seen Nate Pearson been very good Ryu is starting to settle down after his uh, his start against i believe it was the Braves uh he you know overall the this team is looking good on from the pitching aspect but the offense is bad. It, it really is. You, you look at that series against the Braves, the most that they scored in a single game was three runs, and they lost both of those games. And it's just... You, you can't... Or one of those games. You really just... You can't... You can't have that. Yes, they're in a very tough division. The Braves were close to a 100-win team last year. Uh, and you look at the Nationals, the World Series champions, the Rays were a team that made the playoffs. And I think we can kind of say okay well this team is supposed to be rebuilding and you know they're kind of on the end of that so it, it's a tough situation where they're trying to go from rebuilding to competing but I think with the fact that they have this increased playoff odds you, you can't be making these errors you can't be messing up as much you need to capitalize on your opportunities and we've seen we've seen in the past where the Blue Jays were a team where they either won by a lot or or lost by a little and I really don't want that to happen again. And one thing that really stuck out to me, this wasn't necessarily this week, but it was last week against the Nationals where Max Scherzer threw to second base to try and pick somebody off, but he threw away and whoever was on base ran, I think it was Santiago Espinal, he went ran to third base and the Blue Jays didn't score and they ended up losing that game and it's just you can't be doing that if you want to be a competing team. You need to capitalize on your opportunities, and I think that's just the the issue is we're not seeing that. I, yes, we have a young team, but I think the term young team is not an excuse for a team that's not winning. But overall, I mean, hopefully this trend doesn't continue. I mean, we have seen flashes. Obviously, the this week was kind of not the greatest for the Blue Jays. They only won uh, one game, which was a two-to-one game against the Braves, even that, you know, you score two runs, you're, you're lucky, you got such a good start from Ryu, and I think, yeah, that was the game we used to, so it's just, they they need to be better, if you want to win, unfortunately, yes, it sucks, they're in such a tough division, this year especially, but even in the, uh, the future when it's primarily just the AL East, a tough division, well, that, that, whatever, you got to deal with that, and, We've seen in the past, the Blue Jays back in 2016, 2015, they were able to compete with some good teams in the East. And they just, they got to realize this isn't the minor leagues anymore. Every team is going to come at you with everything they've got. And they just, they have to adjust and hopefully they do. But for now, it is definitely very frustrating watching this team look so good and know that they can be so good, but they're just not performing as good as we think they can.
0: Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of games that they could have won but that they didn't because they just didn't score enough runs. We saw, like we mentioned, last night, Friday, 5-3 to game against the Boston Red Sox. Mistakes on the base pass that could have scored runs. Travis Shaw almost had a home run. That would have tied the game. That would have been a 5-5 game. So, yeah, a lot of things that are annoying in terms of not a lot of offense. But personally, I think this is something that's just going to pass. I mean, looking at the stats, the Blue Jays, as I mentioned, have the worst number for runs scored per game in the majors right now. They have 3.1 runs per game, and that's the lowest in the majors. That's way below the league average, which is 4.43. But if you look back to 2019, when I think we can probably all agree that this team was worse, the Blue Jays had 4.48 runs scored per game. So that's a big difference, 3.1 to 4.48. So that's to me indicates that this team has just been getting off to a rough start that yes it is a short season but I think they can turn things around and I think the offense will be better as we get deeper into the season however that being said it is a short season so this turn this turnaround can't take long because you've already lost a few crucial games that you need to win in order to make it to the postseason which we'll be talking about later if you lose more of these crucial games, these tight games, especially against division rivals like the Tampa Bay Rays earlier this season, now the Boston Red Sox, you're not going to be able to, you know, get either one of the top two spots in your division or one of the two wild card spots. So it's really important that the Blue Jays turn this around quickly. I think they can turn it around, but I don't know if they'll be able to do it fast enough. Um, the pitching... Has been encouraging as part of this. You guys were talking about 2019. Going back to those stats. The Blue Jays were one of the worst teams in Major League Baseballs Baseball in terms of pitching. They gave up 5.1 runs per game. Which was slightly above the league average of 4.8. This season they've been phenomenal. In terms of pitching. Um, they've been one of the top ten teams in Major League Baseball, 4.1 runs allowed per game. So the pitching has been really encouraging. Again, it can't totally make up for the mistakes that we've seen in the offense. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just think it's a matter of time. I think they can turn it around. I think they will turn it around. It's just a matter of when they do it and if they have enough time left in the season to come back after they have, you know, lost a handful of close games.
1: See, I like that you uh mentioned the Red Sox there, because I think it was Bryson said this a couple weeks ago, and I've been thinking this pretty much since we heard that the playoffs were getting expanded. The Blue Jays are basically competing with the Red Sox. If you want to make the playoffs, beat the Red Sox and be third in your division, because if they're fourth, there's no way that the other teams in the uh, the East and the West are going to, or the West and the Central are going to be lower than both you and the Red Sox's record. And, We've seen last night they had a game against the Red Sox and they they blew it throughout many little mistakes throughout the game. And just if you want to make the playoffs, you, you cannot be doing that. And like I said, the Red Sox, you're competing with them. And if you lose to the Red Sox, well, then pack your bags in September and go home because this is just they've got to learn to compete with the big guys. That's just, I think, the biggest issue with them right now.
2: Yeah, it's the X factor, and the one thing that, you know, I it, we, we all know that they haven't gone off to the best start, we know it's been inconsistent, but they're okay, they're, they're three games below five hundred, and if you want to compare to Boston, uh, Boston's 5-8, and eight. so the Jays are hanging in there, it's not like they're out of it, you know, like we said, we know they can be in a much better position, but that's just the way the baseball works, you lose games that you should win, you win games that you should lose, but the offense has certainly been the you know the weakness of this team and it does it doesn't take an expert to tell you that and in terms of the offense there's only two players on the active roster who have an ops over 700 and those two players are Lourdes Gurriel jr and teoscar hernandez everybody else has an ops under 700 like nobody has it at all near 700 the closest guy to 700 would be bo bichette and it's at 697 so this team you know the numbers are the numbers are no sugarcoated. They're ugly. Um, Teoscar Hernandez has been the most consistent hitter and the one who's showed up since opening day with an OPS over a thousand. I know it's a small sample size, but over a thousand, and nobody's even close to him on this team in terms of OPS. He's hitting near three hundred, and he's walking. He's got an op- he's got an on base percentage well over three twenty, three twenty five. He's walking, and nobody else is, other than uh, him and L- Lourdes Gurriel. Everybody else has been you know inconsistent. And it doesn't, and another, you know, question I have for you guys is, or I will in a sec, but Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has been very disappointing, and I don't know what's going on. He's been striking out. Uh, he's been, like you said, Mark, the base running issues, um, the fielding issues. I know he's moving to first base, so I know you're going to see it every now and then, but it's just, he doesn't seem comfortable at all, no matter if it's in the, in the batter's box or on the field. Um, I don't want to over exaggerate, but, What's like? Are, how concerned are you guys with Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Because we saw the same thing last year. You know, he didn't. He wasn't bad last year. He just uh, he underachieved based off the standards we know of, or what we saw throughout the minor leagues. He he had 272. Uh, he did walk a lot. the The only thing that slowed him down was a slugging percentage. So he had an OPS around 770. But that's not Vladimir Guerrero Jr. numbers. What we've seen in the minors and how we've been hyping him, him up. And this year. He's batting 214, an on base percentage of 283, a slugging percentage below 400. So, you know, what, what's your concern with him in, in particular? Because he's somebody that I'm starting to get a little worried about. You know, I'm not going to, obviously, none of us are going to click the panic button, but he is a negative war. Like, I, I don't know what the deal is with Vladimir Guerrero Jr.
0: Yeah, it is really concerning. And I mean, obviously, it's hard to live up to the expectations when you come up to the majors and everyone thinks, you know, you're the second coming of Christ. And then, you, you know, you're an average MLB player, and then, you know, where do those expectation go? So, it's concerning. I don't know how concerned I am. I mean, like, he's young. He's making mistakes. I think we've seen problems with his um, swing mechanics. He's grounding a lot of balls. He's not hitting a lot of balls in the air, which, of course, is the goal in today's game. But I... I think, like with the offense, like I said before, it's just going to take time. It's just frustrating the amount of time that it's taking, um, and eventually you run out of time. So um, I, it's concerning, and I think, let me put it this way, I think we're starting to figure out what Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is. I think he had really high expectations, a lot of pressure on him, and perhaps that played a role in it, but now he's kind of settling into what he will be for the next few years. And that's disappointing because he's not been phenomenal at the plate. In fact, he's one of been one of the Blue Jays' worst hitters this season, and I don't think that's actually what he is, but I think... We're coming to see that he's just going to be a league average hitter, at least for the next few years, unless he finds that thing that he's missing, unless he figure out figures out what the pitchers in the majors are doing different than the pitchers in the minors were doing. So I think unless something dramatic changes, he's just going to be a league average hitter for the next few years or perhaps for his career, which again is really disappointing to think about. And I really do hope he proves this wrong, but right now that's all the information he's giving us and that's the impression he's giving me.
1: Yeah, see, I think the the issue with going from the the minors to the majors is in the majors, typically everybody's going to have, every pitcher's going to have, you know, obviously their primary pitch, but they're also going to have a variety of other pitches. You know, we've seen some guys... You know, they'll have a fastball, changeup, curveball, slider. Like, they have a ton of pitches that they can get people out with. And when your name is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., you're going to get the best of what what everybody has. And I think, unfortunately, like you said, Mark, people gave him these high expectations. Like, just being from Toronto, everybody thought, hmm, Austin Matthews is going to be, like you said, the next coming of Christ. You know, everybody expects these guys to live up to these, honestly, overwhelming expectations. But... Just for him, I think unfortunately, I, I don't know how much that plays really into his performance. I, I think it does definitely get to him. We've seen, I think it was the beginning of the season, he did an interview with Hazel May, and he said, yeah, the pressure sometimes does get to me, but he tries to take that and turn that into a good thing and make it, or have it make him work better or harder. But for now, I'm, I am a little disappointed, but I think that eventually this is something that could pass, and as he learns to... Deal with certain pitches, deal with what a pitcher is going to throw into him in a certain situation. I think that this will help him uh, grow and evolve as a player, and hopefully get that average back up to what he should be. And I mean, two seventy-two average. I mean, it's not great, but it's it's decent. I'm not. If he hits two seventy-two or around that, then I mean, again, it is disappointing, but I'll be okay with that. But Right now, I mean, I think we, we got to realize that he, he probably will be a home run hitter, but just for right now, it's just not good.
0: Yeah, I think if Vladdy heats up, going back to our conversation earlier, if he heats up and, you know, Montoyo puts him back in the... I guess, the four spot, three spot in the lineup around there. That's going to have a big role in the Blue Jays' offense because then you have this big power hitter who's there after, as you mentioned, Guriel, who's the only guy or one of the only two guys in this offense that has an OPS above 700. Um, and you move Teoscar up as well. You have Bo who's hitting well. Kevin Biggio is hitting relatively well compared to his previous numbers. If you have Guerrero in to cash those runs in, I think that's going to make a big difference. I think the Blue Jays are going to be scoring more. Um, Just going to yesterday's game, I mentioned it a few times, the base running mistakes. And we talked last week about Charlie Montoyo. And I was upset with how he kept talking about these moral victories. And he wouldn't really claim responsibility and talk about what the mistakes were made in the game. Um, Yesterday he did. And I was really encouraged by that. So I want to give him credit for doing that. Um... As we mentioned, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. ran into an out on the base pass at third base. Bo Bichette also ran into an out at third base. A couple big mistakes from yesterday's game. But Charlie Montoyo, in his press conference, said about the running into the outs, he said, you should never make the first out at third base or ground ball at short, getting thrown at third. You should never do that. Those were bad mistakes. We're going to teach the kids to get better. It looks bigger when you're not scoring runs. It's player development in the big leagues. We're still young, but we cannot make those mistakes. I really like that he said that. Previously, he has been ignoring the mistakes that the Blue Jays have made, but in this press conference, he seems to acknowledge the mistakes, and then later when he was talking about the mistakes that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. made defensively, which is a whole other conversation, um, on the foul balls, back-to-back foul balls he missed um, at first base, he said, quote, he just missed them, there's no excuse. We're in the big leagues and you should be able to make those plays. for some reason he didn't see them. He went too fast. when you go too fast the ball moves a lot and I think that's what happened. He was out of control and when he went when he went to it he wasn't going nice and easy. So that's very encouraging to me. I like to see Charlie Montoyo you know, calling these things out, saying, yeah, we made mistakes. We need to work on it. We need to improve. Yeah, we're young guys, but we need to work on it. We need to improve. That was really encouraging. I like to see him talk about the mistakes like that, um, as opposed to what he said the previous weeks about, you know, moral victories where we're winning, even though we're losing that, that, that kind of language didn't jive with me, but this type of, you know, criticism, constructive criticism is encouraging to me and i found it a
2: positive improvement for montoya for sure it is because if he didn't think that the jays couldn't win then he wouldn't be saying anything so that's that's a good thing to see but you know it it just comes down to him boiling in frustration because there's been multiple games this year where they they've you know they've they've let go of it they've lost the game And they should be a lot better than four and seven. And they're lucky that, you know, they're not completely out of it. And they're still in a a competitive spot in terms of where they sit in the AL East and where they sit with somebody like the Boston Red Sox who are, you know, they're definitely battling for a playoff spot, regardless where they finish in the AL East, there's expanded playoffs. But anyways, with Charlie Montoyo, if this team, or if he wasn't confident enough in this team, he wouldn't be calling them out because... We, all, we obviously know um, where they've been the past few years in terms of the state of the team. They're starting to hit, uh, turn that corner, and they're start. you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and you can tell that you know the, this team firmly believe, believes that they can win games and they can go to the playoffs. But if you're making mistakes like this, we obviously know that it won't happen, and there's costly games in a 60-game season in which you can look back on, and you can flat-out regret and look back on it and realize how, how bad it was in terms of losing the game. We've seen the bullpen miscues. We've seen... Uh, pitchers just blowing it themselves. We've seen the offense blowing it. And Charlie Montoyo cares. And this is why um, I'm, you know, I I know, Mark, that you were really upset with him the past few weeks, but uh, this is why I personally like him because, you know, he's another one who's making mistakes as he's an inexperienced manager right now. But he's confident in this team. He's a good guy in the clubhouse with the players, the young players. He's a good mentor, a good guidance for them. He's been around the game. He's been around all sorts of levels of baseball, independent ball, all of that so he's confident in this team and he knows that they can win and it is good to see constructive criticism you don't want to see it too often or I mean, no i shouldn't say that you don't want to see it um you know too harsh or dramatic but um, for him to come out and say it, you can tell that he's frustrated and you can tell that this team should be winning these types of games
1: yeah exactly i think the biggest thing is holding them accountable you know if you make an error don't don't sugarcoat it don't say eh, whatever it's okay we'll get them next time no you've, you're in the majors and You got to win games. That's what you're paid to do. That's what the fans want you to do, and I think that's that is good. Uh, One thing that I did want to kind of say because I was kind of thinking about it, and I've always heard people say that you know if a parent is not supposed to be their friend, their kid's friend, they're supposed to help the kid grow, and I think that's kind of what we don't want to see from Charlie, and it's good that he's bringing these things up because he's not supposed to say, yeah, we're just a a big happy family, we're playing ball, we're you know we're doing our thing. I think he needs to say no. Okay, well. Yeah, we're playing baseball, but if you screw up, we have to fix that. And it looks like he's starting to do that now. Obviously, we we all had some concerns about his comments last week about how the whole moral victory thing, where you know you, you're not paid to win moral victories, you're paid to win a World Series. And I think it's good that he's doing this. I'm I'm happy to see that he's starting to take some accountability on both himself and the players because. At the end of the day, like Mark has said multiple times, moral victories don't really count if your record still goes down. And it's just, overall, I, I, I am happy to, this, to see this. This is showing growth. You know, Charlie Montoyo, he's not stupid. He knows how to manage baseball games. He knows how to work with a major league team. And I'm, just, I'm happy to see that he's starting to say, yeah, okay, you know what? We got to figure our stuff out because... We, The team they hired me to manage these guys, they signed these guys to play, and let's do that.
0: Well, the Blue Jays have not been playing the best as we've talked about for the last half hour, but postseason odds are looking up for them. Baseball reference before yesterday's game released their latest postseason odds for every team, and the Blue Jays had a 50% chance of making the postseason. This is up from when the season started, I believe. what do you guys think about this? I'm a little bit skeptical about the 50% number. It seems a little bit high to me. Um, I know we've talked before, before the season started. I said no on the Blue Jays making the postseason. I think I think Bryson said the same thing. Um, do you guys think a 50% chance of making the postseason is accurate, is possible? What do you guys think?
2: Uh, it, it's tough because the team hasn't been playing to the best of what it could be playing. And I think we'd have a better idea or more of an answer because let's just say the offense would be consistent. The pitching would be consistent and we know the bullpen would do their best. You know, they don't have superstars in the bullpen other than Ken Giles, but uh, so that's something that you're going to have to deal with. But unfortunately they've been too inconsistent enough for me to have a firm answer. But, you know, based off of uh, what I've seen so far in these two weeks and 50%, it's definitely high and it's definitely unrealistic and personally, but of course, if this team shows signs of what they can truly be, maybe I'll have a different opinion in a few weeks. Maybe you will too, Mark. But we haven't seen enough for them to get to that 50% um, mark. Uh, we uh, 50% chance. And before the expanded playoffs, were, uh, the agreement was reached, uh, both of us said on the episode when it was just us two, Mark, that we didn't think it was uh, realistic. And even with the expanded playoffs, I said there was definitely more confidence. There was definitely more um, reasonable. And I think, Mark, I, st- I still think you said... Uh, you know, you weren't as confident or confident enough to uh, for them to make the postseason. And I'm sure the odds don't obviously change your opinion. It's definitely a bit surprising, though, to see that they jumped that high from where they were a few weeks ago. And even when the expanded playoffs, were uh, the deal was first uh, agreed upon between uh, the owners and players. So in terms of that, uh, it, yeah. But look, when you look at the Red Sox, again, they're the X factor personally. When you look at the rest of the AL East, other than uh, the Red Sox and Jays. So the Red Sox are 5-8, they're 4th. The Jays are currently four and seven. They're in fifth, and then going to first. The Yankees are nine and four, which is uh, expected. Baltimore, they're six and seven. Uh, who knows how much longer they're gonna be competitive for, unless they surprise us like the Miami Marlins have, uh, which is definitely shocking. And then the Tampa Bay Rays are third, which are also six and seven. So you know the, we know the way it works. Now it's the top two teams uh, from each division, and then there's extra wild card spots and. Uh, I think, it would, and it just doesn't matter where you finish, it will, it, I think it's throughout the whole American League, in terms of record for those extra two wild card spots, so when you look at it, the Jays have to compete with a number of teams, you have to, you know, look beyond the AL East in this uh, case scenario, you know, there's other teams like the Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, uh, the Tigers, uh, Kansas City, they're, they're all battling, uh, the Angels are in there, uh, even Texas, uh, well, I'm not going to say Seattle because they're a joke. But those are the you know you have to look throughout the rest of the American League, but you know fifty percent definitely unrealistic. But we just still haven't seen that we haven't seen enough from this team to firmly believe and be confident that they could do it. That can change, like I said, in a week. But the offense, unfortunately, has just made it inconsistent, and I think it's made all of us skeptical. But uh, unless Jacob, you disagree and you think fifty percent is good, I I definitely think it's a, a really unrealistic.
1: Yeah, see, funny you said that. I kind of disagree. I mean obviously my, I feel like my opinion could change depending on how the next week goes, but I feel like at the start of the season, I said 50% chance is actually really good. It's, I think it's fair. Um, I think one thing that a lot of statisticians would not like is me saying they either make it or they don't because that, you know, stats don't really work like that. But I just, I feel like it's kind of accurate for them this is a very inconsistent team which is definitely kind of in the back of my mind saying well I don't, I don't think you should really say that 50% chance is likely when they didn't even score more than three runs this week in a single game but I don't know I feel like the way the bullpens looked we've seen Anthony Bass step in in, in Ken Giles absence we've seen a lot of the starting pitchers really settle down uh we saw Nate Pearson has been very good these last two starts I think you know when you have like I said this earlier when you have so many aspects of the team that are good and you're happy with but you just have that one thing you need to work on I think it's a lot easier to say that okay then it's easier to work on just scoring rather than saying okay well you guys gotta stop uh, allowing so many runs obviously working on hitting is a million times easier said than done and obviously I being just some kid that talks about baseball would probably know a lot less than an actual major league hitter. But I feel like if they are able to become more consistent than with their their scoring and they cut down on these miss opportunities and they take advantage of things when they're given to them like that Max Scherzer error a couple uh, or a week ago, I think that it's, it's fair to say they have a shot at making the playoffs. And one thing that's I think we do need to take into consideration, and we've we've all mentioned this many times, is that the Blue Jays. It's not like they are competing against so many other teams. It's really you got to focus on the Red Sox because when you th- when you think that the wild card this year is basically going to either be two third place teams from different divisions, or if weirdly enough this happens, a third and a fourth place team in one division, you really just got to focus on the Red Sox and. When I say that, I don't mean that. Oh, you're better than the Red Sox, so you automatically make the playoffs. Obviously, you have to worry about the other two divisions in the American League and say, well, you have to be better than at least one or both of the third place teams and the fourth place teams. But I don't. I feel like they definitely do have a shot, and you know, if they are better than the Red Sox, then they can say, "Uh, we we just we have to be better than the other teams in." the other two divisions and I think that's it's likely I mean like I said my opinion really could change because if you were to say to me after the Tampa Bay series I would have said "Eh, no they're not making it maybe against the the Washington series obviously they split it but it's not consistent enough to make the playoffs and this week was very inconsistent also especially the with the offense it wasn't even really consistent it was just the consistency was the fact that they didn't score but it's just it's tough I don't I feel like they could make the playoffs 50% chances seems accurate to me but again this time next week I could be saying yeah they're they're not making it they're not scoring and who knows but I think the last thing kind of to mention is just the fact that their schedule is tough because obviously you have three good teams in the the NL East some good teams in the AL East and obviously the Orioles are kind of surprising everybody but who knows if that will actually continue but it's just I I feel like it's not an excuse to say that you don't make the playoffs because your division is tough especially with this year and how you really just have to get much more of a shot but i don't know i feel like it just they they i i, I want I, I keep repeating myself but I think 50 percent chances are is very accurate just because you know what you just have to work on the offense and like i said easier said than done but it's something that could come around eventually we've seen some guys doing well but I think once they are able to fix figure themselves out then this could happen I think even if they made the playoffs I'm not going to say that they're going to go deep into the playoffs because that that's unrealistic to a whole different degree but at least just qualifying I think as of today is kind of I'm not going to say likely I'm going to say they, they have 50 chance they either make it or what we've seen so far continues and they just they completely blow it again
0: i think you are way too optimistic jacob yeah i know i i envy your optimism but i personally do not share it um yeah baseball reference put the blue jays at 50 percent right now they have a 50.2 percent chance of making the postseason but two other websites that i also use a lot to use to to find postseason odds 538 and fan graphs 538 puts the Blue Jays at 31% fan graphs put the Blue Jays at 24% so that's a really big difference from 50% to 31% to 24% and personally I am more trusting of 538 and fan graphs in this just because 50% seems like way too high for me you know we've seen the quality of play from the Blue Jays so far this season whether it changes or not They've already run through 11 of their games. 11 of their 60 games going 4-7. and seven. Um, I don't see this happening. I, I, I still don't see the Blue Jays making the postseason. More so because of the way that they've played through their first 11 games. And, you know, 50% I think is way too high for me. 50% means that you play two seasons under the exact same conditions, you would make the postseason in one. And to me, that is outrageous. I don't think the Blue Jays would make the postseason. I think 1 in 3 is accurate. I think about 33%, 31% is what 538 puts out. I think that's accurate. I think that's where you can peg the Blue Jays at, say, hey, in some conditions, you get out to a hot start, you would make the postseason. Right now, I don't see them making the postseason. So I think 33% or 31% is about accurate for me. And um, yeah, I don't share your optimism, Jacob. Yeah, I, I, I
1: think... You guys are probably right, and I probably am being way too optimistic. Um, I think this week will probably either make or break my opinion, and if they play well, who knows? Maybe I'll hold on to that optimist- optimism, but I think the more likely scenario is that they just continue with what they're doing, and if they do that, then well, I think... I, I won't completely write them off. I'll still enjoy the season, but most likely my hopes of them qualifying will probably be over in the next week
2: yeah jacob it just i haven't seen enough from them and they haven't been as you know they haven't been consistent enough so that's why it doesn't give me a belief uh, a reason to believe 50 percent is reasonable just because of the level they've been playing at now if like mark said if you lower the odds to no matter what it is something below 50 percent for sure maybe it helps in terms of expectations but i'm not too big of an odds guy like it doesn't change anything for me uh even before this 50 percent chance came out None of us, or Mark and I, weren't as optimistic. I think I was a little bit more optimistic than Mark, but um, it just, I, I don't know. I, I it's something where you have to see it to believe it because, you know, I'm done, you know, through 11 games, you're just kind of, you know, you're just waiting. You're just waiting for that moment where the offense goes on a hot streak, where the pitching's uh, continuing to, to impress at the same time. I know it's its so hard, be, and the most frustrating thing and In baseball is when one thing works and the other thing doesn't because it's it holds it each other back and then you know when when I look back on it the 2017 Blue Jays were like pretty much the king of that you know there was one day where the hitting was amazing the pitching sucked the pitching was good the hitting sucked it was all over the place and it really really frustrated me but this year it's been constant offense uh disappointing and pitching or starting pitching in particular impressing. So I yeah, it just it's been too inconsistent for me to believe 50%s reasonable, but to cap it off to uh to make it even more optimistic for Jacob, I just wanted to mention too and you know other than the Yankees, uh and you know I'm sure we're expecting the Orioles to eventually fall off, but they're 6 and 7. Uh Jacob too, you know, the Rays are only 6 and 7. So uh the Jays aren't exactly or even the Red sox are not exactly too far out of it in terms of catching them. So hey, you never know. Maybe the Blue, Blue Jays finish second in the AL East.
0: Yeah, I, I understand that—that's possible. <laughs> I still—I still don't, just, I still don't I believe it. Um, I yeah, I like I—I I think yes, it's such a small sample size, and the entire season is such a small sample size. But I—I I think the talent is going to win out, and I don't think that means this season is a disappointment. Like, if the Blue Jays don't make the postseason, like, to me, the definition of success this year is a 500 record. If they win 30, lose 30, I'm going to be happy. Because, you know, last year they lost, what, 96 games, something like that? Yeah, 96 or 97. They were horrible last year. So if you jump from, you know, being a, a sub-400 team to being a 500 team in one season, that is a enormous success to me. And I don't think anyone can complain about that. So I don't think we should be measuring success by postseason. It's entertaining to, you know, entertain the thought, but at the same time, like I'm going to be happy if they win 30
2: games this year. Yeah. Um, I yeah. Mark, I, mean, I think I don't I don't remember if you were on with Jess Jacob, but before the season started, uh, I mentioned to either it was both of you or one of you or maybe just Mark, but f- uh, for a successful season, it doesn't necessarily mean they make the playoffs. Like there's so much things that they can overcome and there's so much uh, goals they can accomplish this season alone. This is a massive stepping stone if they finish at least at 500 for a team that lost almost 100 games last year to a team that, you know, is given, like, for example, 50% chance to make the postseason by baseball reference. The baseball world is starting to notice uh, the Blue Jays. The world is starting to turn their heads and notice that, you know, the young, the bright future that this team has and the bright future that this team is expected to have. So it's not like, you know, they make the playoffs, oh, that's it, it's playoffs or bust. It's not, because they can do so many more things in terms of, you know, barriers, um, stepping stones for these young players. They don't have to make the playoffs for it to be successful. We mentioned it, Mark, I think, remember you brought up the scenario where if the Jays go like 0-60 or whatever, how mad would we be? And then we were talking about, you know, records where we would be accepted. You know, we were... We would, um, you know, be acceptable or accept the results, and we were talking about it. Maybe a little bit even below five hundred, you would accept it. But there's, you know, it it doesn't necessarily like it's not the end of the world if they don't make the playoffs. It's sixty games. Regardless, there's going to be an, an asterisk be beside the team who wins, whether anybody likes it or not. That's just the harsh reality of what we're dealing with this season alone. So. The one thing I just want to look at is the the attention that this team is starting to get in terms of the young pieces and the young rotation in terms of Nate Pearson and the future that this team has in terms of goals that they can accomplish even without making the playoffs. It all depends on the record, but a playoffs doesn't mean it's not a successful season.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think success is a 500 record for me and I'll be happy with that. I might not be happy watching the games where they're losing half the games, but I'll be happy at least. Um, mentally at the end of the season seeing them go 500 but I think that pretty much wraps up today's shorter episode thank you to everyone who listened and again if you enjoyed this episode you can rate and review our podcast on iTunes or just let a friend know about our podcast you can follow us on social media on Instagram and Twitter at section138pod and with that enjoy your week stay safe and we'll catch you next time